everybody has to stand together to be together as one, and that's how you take on corporate America. It's been the most dramatic confrontation between industry and organized labor in two decades, but tonight the Teamsters are voting on a new contract. This is a great victory. This is a great victory for everyone. Because it is what this country needs. Decent jobs, a chance for the dream, a chance to purchase a home, to bring your children up properly, be able to send them to college. Enough is enough, and it's about time that people start fighting back on this, and you have seen what has taken place. This survey. Months before the 1997 contract negotiations at UPS began, Teamster members filled out surveys and held meetings to tell union leaders what the priorities should be. We talk about wages, we talk about pensions and health insurance, and those are all very important issues. But we've got major work to do in the next contract in terms of subcontracting. I think we the keys to victory would be to build unity among UPS workers and support from customers and other people in our communities and around the world. They are among thousands of UPS workers around the world holding demonstrations today. They want better wages and pensions and stronger safety and health protection. Another big issue here is subcontracting. Well, the Teamsters Union has taken work. a novel approach to its latest contract talks with UPS. Members are trying to get managers from across the world blow the whistle on alleged abuses in the workplace. And a key issue is one of labor's most important issues of the 90s, part-time versus full-time jobs. I'm an air walker. I get three hours a day. I've been here five years. jobs, the part-time jobs, it's time to put a stop to it. With a few weeks to go before the contract expired, UPS was demanding major concessions. Teamster members voted by 95% to authorize a strike, if necessary, to win a good agreement. We have a last, best, and final offer that... On July 30th, the day before contract expiration, UPS made a so-called final take-it-or-leave-it offer and demanded it be put to membership vote. They should be out sending that final offer out for ratification vote. But the Teamsters National Negotiating Team knew it was not the best agreement we could win. Last, best, and final offer. The company was demanding to shift more full-time package car and feeder drivers' work to low-wage part-time positions. Last, best, and final offer. Create only 200 new full-time jobs per year. Last, best, and final offer. Provide lower wage increases than the past contract. Last, best, and final offer. Let UPS control workers' retirement money. Last, best, and final offer. And increase subcontracting. UPS and the Teamsters Union talked throughout the night after last President night, Kerry and the Teamsters National Bargaining Committee negotiated for three days past the strike deadline and gave UPS a new union proposal for a good settlement without a strike. But management wasn't interested. What's their position? To move it more in the direction, expand even more part-time, low-wage, throwaway jobs. That's not what America wants. That's not what our community wants. And certainly, that's not what teams to families want. You don't see them now because they're all gone. Walk the picket lines. 185,000 drivers and package handlers hit the picket lines at midnight, unhappy with the latest. The strike began on August 4th, and months of building unity and public support paid off. 
I have a 15-month-old son at home, and I want a full-time job and full-time wages and a full-time pension so I can spend some time teaching my son my values. Uh, this strike is for him and for American families everywhere, and I am willing to sacrifice everything I have, and as long as it takes to make sure that Americans know we cannot have a part-time America anymore. Now, I'm looking forward to retiring soon, after 33 years with this company. So the company's proposal to take over my pension plan scares me. My mind strike is for my future, for my son and my family. That's why I'm here. I want a better job, a full-time job, something that he can look forward to. And the fact that these pilots and these auto workers and other people have come together, just plain ordinary people, to stand here sends a message about what kind of America do we want in the next century. Peace, Chicago, the AFL-CIO threw its weight behind the striking teamster. They picked up the gauntlet on behalf of all American workers and their families, and their struggle is now our struggle. And later today in Indiana, UPS strikers may get support from an unusual group. FedEx workers are planning on joining their brown-shirted courier brothers on the picket lines. And as I tried to stress to the Federal Express drivers the other day, who are also considered part-time, we're just doing this for them also. Sooner or later, they're going to have to unionize and figure out that they are not part-time workers. And UPS has always said that, that the business is built on a people business. Well, we're the people. We're the company. So we have them out knocking on customers' doors, asking them to please continue to support. The customers have been great. The community's been great. And that's how we're going to win strike with the community supporting us because we need those full-time jobs for this community. It looks like um, the people are very supportive of us and, you know, our, our cause, our strike, and things look good, you know? Twelve days into the strike, with no agreement on any major issues, Ron Carey announced that UPS workers and their supporters would launch a new round of actions. In many communities, supporters of the UPS workers are working up to a coordinated day of action next week. In Connecticut, hundreds of teachers, machinists, and prison guards join the Teamster picket line during their lunch hour. In Atlanta, air traffic controllers have given the Teamsters $10,000. Civil rights leaders, civil rights organizations, uh, other AFL-CIO unions have... I am machinist, and we're here for y'all. And everybody's digging in, everybody in the country's digging in. This is a very important labor struggle, and I'm, I feel sure we're going to win. You heard in the news, United Parcel Service workers are going to be back on the job today. Last Several days later, UPS agreed to a contract package that achieves all of UPS workers' key goals. Nearly 400 local Teamster Union presidents unanimously approved the agreement after giving their... By almost every measure, the tentative settlement appears to be a victory for the union. We won a real good contract. Teamsters won 20,000 guaranteed full-time opportunities for part-timers over the next five years. It was a fight for really America. I mean, because there's so many people who are stuck into that part-time. We also won the largest pay increases ever at UPS for full-timers, part-timers, and air drivers.
it shows that by banding together that we can accomplish the goals and the benefits that the American workers need. The new contract prohibits UPS from using subcontractors for feeder work except for peak season and then only if the local union agrees. Feeder work now being done by subcontractors will be bid to UPS sleeper teams. Big industry has got to, got to notice that the working people are not going to put up with it anymore. We stopped management from forcing all Teamster UPSers into a company-controlled pension plan and won major increases in pension benefits. We also want improvements for part-timers not covered under Teamster plans. What, what we're doing is for, for the future. And we won job safety rights on over 70s and a guarantee that if UPS ever wants to raise the weight limit again, they must first reach agreement with the Teamsters on health and safety protections. It's for your own This fight was much larger than the Teamsters. This was a fight for America. Show some love to the men who were wearing the brown clothes. That's the men in, that's the men in, that's the men in, and that's the men in brown, clown. Yeah. Yo, man, we're the men in brown, man, the UPS. You can't live without us. 5 jobs. I had been part-time for almost six years at that point. By almost every measure, the tentative settlement appears to be a victory for the union. 97, that's right. 20 years to the day I walked out of here for a full-time job. What do we want? Contract! When do we want it? Now! Overtime is ridiculous at this place. Personally, I've worked 10, 11, 12-hour days. You know, you want to be able to get home and see your kids at a decent hour. Nothing worse than driving back. The harassment now at UPS is out of control. I hear that they make, uh, you know, they make $1.5 billion per quarter. They, they put their earnings statement out there, and I don't see how they can't afford to uh, pay for our health care. I wasn't here in 1997. I was seven years old, but I'm ready to do my part now. The more we stay together, the stronger we are, the more we get, the better off we'll be in the long run. Yeah, we've got to stick together. That's the only thing that gives us power. Yeah, I don't want to settle early if it means settling short. We will do what it takes. That means walking out, I'm willing to do that. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com.
One, two, one, two. Doing sound check here. Stay tuned for the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. We are here live on Saturday instead of Sunday. Too much things going on on Sunday. So I decided to do it a day before at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay tuned for the What The Heck Show. That's right, you listen to the What The Heck Show. I'm doing a sound check and I'm playing some Jungle Brothers. You know what time it is. What? What? That's right, you're in the right place, you're in the right place. This is the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're going to start the show in a few. Stay tuned, doing a little sound check. You know we're going to be live on YouTube. If you want to look at YouTube and see my pretty face. (laughs) That's right, stay tuned for the What The Heck Show here a day before. Too much things going on on Sunday. Stay tuned for the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio.
We're all a bunch of fucking assholes. at this moment that he knew he fucked up. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. Even when I lie. That's right, you're listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're going to be going live in about two more minutes doing a sound check. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back. Union Power Radio, the What The Heck Show. Hi, this is Bobby Nash from Local 804. When I'm not getting OJF, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. Y'all ready? Like us on Facebook at UnionPowerRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at UnionPowerRadio. Listen every hour of every day. UnionPowerRadio.com. Hey, this is Kurt Scholl of Local 509. And when I'm not representing the members, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. Union Power Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Let's go. Let's go. go, go, go. You are listening to the What the Heck Show with your host, the Big Bad Wolf and Tony Rosario and Jamie Holligan on Union Power Radio. Y'all ready? Like us on Facebook at UnionPowerRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at UnionPowerRadio. Listen every hour of every day. UnionPowerRadio.com. The facts, dates, and events presented in this video are from the members' best recollection and may not be fully accurate. This video is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this video are our own and do not necessarily represent my employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are protected under the National Labor Relations Act. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. No, 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 hell no, 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 
That's right. You're listening to the What The Heck Show here February 4th, 2023 on a Saturday. I had to do the the show a day before because there's so much things going on on Sunday. So here we are at uh, the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio with the only host that's standing, Jamie Holligan. What's up, Jamie Holligan? What's up, Hector? How you doing, man? That's right. What's going on? So I was going to, I thought you wasn't even coming on because, uh, you know, you didn't give me a confirmation. You didn't say, I'm definitely coming on. You know, I don't know what you were doing. Were you working today? No, I was, I was Uber Sun. Oh, you were doing some Uber. Ah, okay. No, Uber Sun. What the hell is an Uber Sun? <laughs> What's an Uber Sun? Driving my mom's around. Oh, I see. Uber <laughs> Sun. S-O-N. Okay, thank you very much. Now I understand. Wow. Well, anyway, we're going to be talking uh, uh, a lot about what's going on around the local, Local 804 and the international. And uh, I just want to let you guys know that the contract committee is in, a full, it's in effect. Uh, I don't have the names yet, but I will find out the names of who's in the contract committee. Uh, Vinny Perone is going to post all that because he's going to be transparent on throughout the whole uh, negotiations. Uh, I do know that the company uh, we're going to be going into negotiations this sometime this week and uh, Thursday. Thursday on the the ninth, correct? That's the yes, the ninth. Yes, so the the the, the contract committee is is due with uh, twenty people, like twenty, you know, ten from the executive board, ten uh, rank and file, and ten rank and file is from different you know location, from preload to local sort to drivers to feeder drivers, everyone in their classification. That's what Vinny wanted, and he he didn't want to go back like back in the t- in back in time when uh, you know everybody just was there all the time at the same uh he wanted different people different opinions different outcomes and i totally understand where he's coming from um but that's what he wanted and this is what's going to happen on this week and the ninth is going to be some contract uh supplement contract negotiation not the ibt uh contract negotiations uh, so uh, stay tuned for Vinny put, posting it on Facebook. He's going to be transparent throughout the whole ordeal. We didn't have that in the last executive board. They try to keep everything a secret. They try to keep everything to themselves, and they didn't want to let the members know. I could guarantee you this time around on the contract, you're going to know every minute of what's going on in those negotiations, what the company is not going to give and what the company is going to give and what are the changes are. Because I know Vinny, he's going to be transparent, and he's going to allow, allow the committee to talk to the members and tell them what uh, was going on during the contracts committee, uh, contracts negotiations. Um, I also, you know, on this show, I'm going to have some contract committee people come on this show and talk about how they experience of going through the contract with this company. We're going to have a lot of issues because, you know, there's a lot of issues going around the whole local 804. We have layoffs here and it's haven't been layoffs here in a long, long time. And now it's happening. (sighs) And you got to say displacement. Right. They call it displacement only because of the company is going the day by day layoff. Day by day layoff sucks worse than a layoff. You know, I'd rather take the layoff than do day by day. 
because day by day you don't know because you get a call at four o'clock in the afternoon stating that yay you're laid off the next day and now you got to scramble now in our local with the layoff language we have some some kind of protection of to the members because other companies like fedex or dhl or amazon if they lay you off you laid off that's it you're gone you, you don't have no seniority no nothing here you have seniority plus you have three options well actually two options because we really don't recommend the third option but i'm going to give it to you guys anyway so the first option is when the 224 gets laid off or O300 driver gets laid off, they have the three options. The first option is a split shift, which is four hours preload, four hours uh, local sort, so you can get your eight hours. That sucks because you got to come in in the morning and do the preload at whatever time is start time. If it's four o'clock in the morning, you got to be there at four o'clock in the morning. You got to do your preload for your four hours, and then you got to go home you know, rest and then to come back at six o'clock at night to do your local sort to make your eight hours. It sucks. It really do sucks. Now on the 22 fours, they rate don't change because what happens with that, with the layoffs with our old 300s at the top rate, which is $43 an hour. Um, <clears throat> that will be, uh, you know, they, they drop, if they take the split shift, they drop to a 22, three top rate, which is about $30 an hour and you know some guys don't want to just you know take that split because it's a pain in the ass then it's the second choice which is a four and a half hour with your same rate but you only do four and a half hours now that's a problem for us as a union because if you only work four and a half hours you're not contributing to the pension at the eight hours so that's a problem for us the third problem is the layoff now with this company doing these layoffs now and if you do decide to take the layoff the chances of you coming back will be slim to none because they are looking to cut the the staffing. So if you take that layoff, you know, it's going to be, I mean, you have to come back by seniority when they need the people to come back. But it, it, it could be that they just lay you off in com completely and never call you back. So I, you know, we don't, we don't. We don't suggest that. We suggest that you take one or the other of the four, the, uh, the split shift or the four and a half hour. Now, certain buildings are not getting laid off. Certain buildings, but it's, you know, some buildings like one of my buildings in my Vernon is getting hit hard. Uh, hard because there's this, this one center there. There's a hundred and about, about a hundred and thirty drivers, a hundred and twenty drivers. And the 22-4, there's about 22-4s, which is the 25% merger, uh, merger. And all 22-4s are on a day-to-day -day layoff. It even got down to the old 300s. Uh, last week, last week, Monday, this week, Monday, that just passed, they laid off all, you know, because the 2300s are off on Monday and they laid off 11 old 300s. Now, I got so fucking pissed off because of the fact is that, you know, they doing these late, these, this company is fucking with this and they fucking with it hard. And I'm going to tell you what, what the fuck it is. Because the layoff language, if they laid them off, they can bump into other buildings at a 36-hour notice. That's what the contract says. So mm -hmm. they doing these day-to-day -day labels for and then these O300s can't go to another center, can't go to another center to bump by seniority. And that's what's fucking pissing me off with this fucking company. Because they, this company, they abused this fucking contract. 
they abuse it to their benefits. They read it, they uh, they abuse it. This day-to-day layoff should be taking the fuck out of the contract. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want the fucking the the twenty twelve the twenty four language in here. Sean O'Brien, if you're listening, this is one of the factors that's got to get the fuck out of there. Is that day to day layoff? Um, I believe if 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 a O three hundred gets laid off, he has the right to go to another building and bump and let it be a bump fest. They don't want that. And they don't want to let go the part-timers either because what's happening is the 22-4s are bumping into the pre-low. Now, everyone, you know, it sucks too with the part-timers. I don't like this layoff language because of the part-timers, the last ones to get screwed. Those are the ones that get bumped off completely. So if a 22-4 gets laid off uh, and, and bump into the, to the, to the pre-low, pre-low, the part-timers get the last bunch, you know, they get, they, no matter how long you've been a preloader, if you've been a preloader for 25 years and a one-year guy from 24, a 22-4 comes in and bumps into the preload, he has more right than the part-time, and that's got to change. That's got to fucking change because how the fuck a one-year guy in 22-4 with full-time privileges comes and bumps a 30-year or 25-year part-time. I don't like it. It's about the full-time job, though. I understand it's about the full-time job, but part-timers is part of us also. So we got to get... It's still a a part-time position. So you can't can't get rid of a full-time position for a part-time position. Then you're going to make this job a part-time job. That... That's the that's the reason. That's the main reason why it's a save the full time positions. But they gotta have some kind of language for the part timers, just like they have language for the full time that they could split shift or f- do four and a half hours or whatever the case may. They should have some kind that the part timer could also make his three and a half hours somewhere somehow. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, so I, mean, I guess they can bump it well. Would they want to? Well, they can bump to another building. Dude, too. how can you do it? If there. you have, let's say, a preload runs uh, a small building, not a hub, a small building runs a preload of what twenty guys. Let's say 20, 22, 22 fours got laid off. Now all twenty two, twenty two fours go to preload, so they have the right to bump everybody on preload. Everybody. Right. And and it is twenty two falls all in the preload. There's got to be some rights for the part timers. It's got to be something that they could get from that. They could bump to another building if this happens. They go to a hub in in Manhattan in in, in Maspeth for whatever the case may be. You know what I. I don't know the part-time layoff well, thing, well, but, but well, that would be bumping a part timer then, not not a full timer though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By seniority. By seniority. Yeah. Right. Because they'd have, right now, you know, once these 22-4s come in on, uh, on you know, pre-low, the part-timers just get laid off. It's like they don't have an option. Just stay home. They they make three and a half hours a day. I mean, that would be, that would be a good thing to, have, to make it to where they can go to another building, which, which has somebody with less seniority. And they can bump them. And yeah, that would be good. Definitely. Now, now, now it's not only uh, 
Mount Vernon is getting laid off. There's other buildings in Melville. I think, believe Suffolk is getting laid off, and I believe Nassau and Laurelton, I believe. So they started with the clerks first. They started with the laying off clerks. The you know a lot of clerks were laid off. They went from 48 uh, clerks being laid off, and they went down to 20 because they saw that they couldn't handle uh, clerks being laid off. But now there's I, I believe 20 uh, clerks laid off now. On top of that, they laid off all 22-3 combo and full-time helpers. They laid those off, and now they're laying off, which the next step is, is 22-4s. 22-4s in certain buildings are being laid off. 22-4s don't have the language or the protection to go and bump to another building because if it was that protection, believe me, it would be a bump fest all over the place. And that's what the company don't want. They don't want to have a bump fest. They don't want to have guys going to one building with seniority, bumping those guys. Those guys go to another building to bump those guys. You know, and, and the company has control. Like they, they control where they're going to go. And that's that's bullshit also. Because if I could find a a job next to, let's say, a, a, a guy come, you know, that he's getting laid off and he lives in Connecticut or whatever the case is, if I could find that he has seniority in, in, in Yorktown, I will put him in Yorktown. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this company, no. This is not what the company says. The company says if if we give a 36-hour uh, notice, we put them where we want to put them at, where, 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 you know, where the seniority, you know, where they need it the most. Like, if they need drivers in, in Queens, they'll... They'll make them go from, you know, from Mount Vernon or York to, Yonkers to, to the Queens. You know, that's, it shouldn't even work that way either. It should be that, you know, let the business agents take care of it. Let the business agents look at the seniority list at Yorktown and look at the seniority list of, of the guy that's getting laid off. If he has more seniority than one, one guy in Yorktown, let him go to Yorktown because it's closer to his house. I mean, what? what's wrong with that? No. I, I, I think I think there should be a, a master list for every classification and when they're going to do something like that, when they're going to start the bump, like laying off or displacement, you start, when they come up with a number, you start from the top guy and you find out where they, where's everybody going to be laid or displaced at and you put them in the building that they want to be put in. Start from that top guy. That, so this, this going from... That's too much control. Do. That's too, too much yeah, control for the company to have. I don't like it because some somewhere they're gonna fuck up. Just like they fucking up this label, this layoff language. They fuck. They fuck everything up. They don't. They don't. You know, if they follow the goddamn book and do everything by the goddamn book, we wouldn't be in this situation. You know, right now it's all fucked up. They don't know. They calling guys. You know, at nine o'clock, at ten o'clock at night, because they forgot to call them at four o'clock, uh, and I tell them go fuck themselves. They they going to work. No one called them. They didn't give them enough notice. They they're working, and and this this is this is the beginning. It's gonna get worse because they're gonna why, fuck but up. Why are these guys even answering their phones at ten o'clock at night? Speaking to the, these guys. You know what? And and the thing is that this company don't understand. In the fucking contract, it says you must notify them by Western Union Telegram. Guess what? Western Union Telegram don't even exist. But we have the fucking contract that says they have to notify the, the members by Telegram, Western Union Telegram. And they're not even doing that. And the thing is what they're doing to make it convenient for fucking them. 
They're calling the pe- you know, the member's phone and the members are picking up and say, hey, what's up? Oh, you don't want me to come in? You know, that's your private phone. I keep telling members left and right. Don't let them use your phone for their business. It's their business. When they call you to tell you, oh, you have an offer out, did they call you to tell you if you want to come in on Saturday on that phone? They're calling. They're using your phone, your phone for their business. And I keep telling you guys, there's a diet board that sends out message. Let them send it through the diet board. But nobody listens. No, nah, nobody listens. They consider they consider management. You know, a lot of people. You know, and and it pisses me off because it's, no matter what, <clears throat> no matter what, you could be friends with management. I'm still gonna represent you to the fullest. You because there's a lot of it's a lot of management pets and a lot of management. Um, you know, friends. They think management is their friend because hey, they don't write them up for coming in late. They hold a route for them here and there. You know, they, they give them a the heads up, don't come in, you know, stay home, we over, you know. Those are the management, those are the management guys. And let me tell you a little story here because it pissed me off this week. And I, I don't bite my tongue and I don't fucking have hair on my tongue. <clears throat> so six-day punch, six-day punch. And I know you're going to disagree, Jamie, and I'm bringing it up because I want you to disagree. Because you, you're one of those guys. So I want to let you know. Six-day punch is great. It's great for fucking guys that are money-hungry, are living over their means, and they need to make up that money on six-day punch. Six-day punch is the worst thing there. It's just as worse as the Code 26. Code 26 is schedule off, no, con- no contribution whatsoever. Six-day punch is taking away work from these 22 fours that they created on Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday schedule. You got to understand this. The more of the six-day punch guys they get on Saturday, the more they push, they push that work. They push a lot of work on Saturday because of these six-day punch guys. That's what the company does. So when the Monday, Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday is dry because they pushing all that work on Saturday and then they drying it up for the weekday. So we all our own worst enemy. So if you're not supposed to be if you got Sunday, Monday off, I mean, Saturday, Monday off, I mean, Saturday, Sunday off. Why don't you take the, the, your days off and let people eat also? You know, the, the 22 fours, they have Sunday, Monday. Why don't you take your Sunday, Monday off? Because there's deal makers. There's fucking deal makers here that usually do a Wednesday or Thursday, take it off, and then make it up on okay, Saturday. Okay. So yeah, you don't make no money. <laughs> you don't make money because you're going to be on your fifth day. This company is going so low as saying to guys in, in Mount Vernon, this fucking guy, this fucking supervisor named Nick Santiago, fuck him. I said his name. He offered a Monday to Friday guy to change his schedule to Tuesday to Saturday. That's five days. And offer him to pay him time and a half on the fifth payday. You know what he's wow. doing? He's not actually doing it. 
he's actually letting the guy stay Monday to Friday, putting him to but, schedule but off on Monday, <laughs> and then thinking that he's you know he's he's doing five days and getting that fifth. You know, these guys do the most fucking craziest shit to get the production <laughs> out. Why are you laughing for? Because that that is crazy, man. That is that, crazy. But, but that's what that's that's. The, like I said, you, you said you said it right. We're going to disagree because the reason why I disagree is because what's going on is exactly what you're saying. That's one of the reasons. Guys are going home. Whoever was Monday through Friday, they're taking one or two or even three days off, and they come in on Saturday. That was their day to make up for whatever they might have missed. That was one of the reasons. Other reason is some guys are running through their routes, Monday through Friday, they're running through their routes, coming in. Supposedly, their excuse is the reason why they're running, because they want to be home with their family. So then, what do they do? They come in on Saturday to make up their overtime. They they didn't want overtime, I thought, because they're running through their routes Monday through Friday. So now, they found a way to come in on Saturday. So the reason why some people come in it's to bump these guys from coming in on Saturday. You have to stop letting them benefit on Saturday. We stay home, they benefit. They come in for the overtime or they're trying to make up another day. So in order to teach these guys a lesson, that's what guys were coming in. But now that we can't come in, that we're not coming in, guess what? They're back to coming in again. Well, so you, like, but, what do you do? Well, we don't. the union don't tell you not to come in. The union I mean, is only the only tells you, in, but you're trying to stand united. Exactly, with the people that are displaced. But now that you know you're you're standing united, these lower seniority guys, which are the ones that mostly are doing it, not all of them, but mostly some are doing it. So now they're benefiting because we're staying united. So now they're back to doing overtime. So you know, and they're back to taking off Tuesday or like you said Wednesday. It's it's. It's like it's, it's not going to – whatever we're trying, it seems like it's not working. So what do we do? Listen, guys didn't want to come in on a six-day punch because of the displacements of the 22 fours. So, you know, a lot of guys, and I'm not going to say where, didn't come in on six-day punch. Didn't come in at all. To give that work, to make more work for the 22 fours for that center. But the guys got pissed off because the 22 fours wasn't holding their bargain of, of the deal. You know, the guys that have seniority that was coming in on six day didn't come in on six day to have more work for them. And then the 22 fours didn't carry their bargain by taking the split shift. And coming in on a, a you know, on preload and coming in on local sort. Out of out of twenty two, three came in with that. So the seniority drivers got pissed off. They said, Fuck this. I'm not coming in on Saturday to make my overtime because I want you guys to, you know, have a job and not get laid off. But they didn't work together. Right. And so the guys got pissed off, which, which right, rightfully so. Right. So 
if you're laid off in the in the, in the six punch guys don't want to come in because they want to make sure that there's work for everyone so when they come in on saturday the company push more work than ever so they could dry up the monday through friday so but you got to keep your your ground you have to take that split shift to make that eight hours to show the company that they still need you here you can't just say i'll take the layoff I mean, it's right. a day-to-day layoff, but, you know, these guys are taking two to three days off, you know, taking the layoff. They're not coming in for preload. They're not do, They're not following their, you know, they're not with, so. They got to hold up their end, too. Exactly. So, how, how I can't be mad at the guys that didn't come in on the sixth day, and now they want to come in because these guys ain't doing nothing for themselves. So, why should they do something for them? You know what I'm saying? And that's fucked up. And it's fucked up. And I can't, I can't tell them not to come in. I, you know, what? I never want. I never like to tell anyone to not make money. That is, I don't. It's not in me. I could say stay, stay together as union as one. But if these other guys, the twenty two four, that don't give a fuck about them being laid off, and these guys want to make the, I mean, do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. Let me, let me explain something to you. I mean, it's not just the 22 board, but in my center, you have some people, some 22 fours, that only work two days a week. Two days a week. That's come on. And the first thing out of their mouth, ridiculous. and the fucking first thing out of their mouth, is what is the union doing for me? Why, why we have layoffs? Why we have these layoffs? Why, why the union can't get? get you guys don't understand. The volume is the volume. The company operates, the company operates. We are our worst enemy because we give them this opportunity to do these layoffs. You know how you do it? When the company is spending, not spending, not giving into our pension, sometimes $6.2 million contributing to our pension is because all these cold 26 and all these cold 45s we're telling them that we don't need these many drivers out there that they can not pay not pay to the uh to the pension so this is the layoff that's happening now is because they hired so many 22 fours for the pandemic because there was a lot of work coming in because nobody yep. was going into the fucking stores. No one was doing anything because of the COVID. So they hired over a thousand 22 fours, not knowing this is what's going to happen after January. So they hired all those guys because they needed to push that work out in the pandemic. And now that the work is not coming in, now they don't know where to put these guys at. They don't know what to do. They don't want to do a permanent layoff because they don't know how if the volume's going to go up or down and they're going to need them again. They're playing with people's lives right now because they really don't want the 22 force to bump into preload and let some some centers are letting the preload stay with the 22 force. They're not even letting them go because they're afraid that the preloads are gonna get, uh, they're gonna get frustrated, and they're gonna say, "I fuck this, I'm not coming yeah, back." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the company is saying, "What are we gonna do if we don't get the fucking preload back, and everything goes back to normal? We got to use those drivers that's taking the preload's job that go back to driving." So this is the company playing fucking 
playing fucking games right now. You know, they 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 right away to to say that they there was a what is it thirty one point eight billion dollar profit. They got the fucking money. They got the fucking yeah. money. But 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 if if they do it permanently, they, those freeloaders, it's they already having problems getting getting part timers. They ain't coming back. They would even have more more problems getting part timers. Exactly, so, and that's what they're afraid of. That they this is what they doing this bullshit day to day layoff bullshit. You know, it's getting so bad because a rumor going around they're gonna shut down Manhattan North, the whole building. They're gonna move work. You know, this, we already have a change of operations going on, so I want to see what the fuck they're going to talk about with the change of operations. But this is how they're going. I mean, these little-ass buildings, like this, the Mount Vernon building. Well, is well, a, the rumor is about about my building on Saturdays and Mondays. We're going to be going back, apparently, operating out of Forster, not Forsterville, for two it, days a week. It's getting they they see. I always said this company is ass backwards. They are putting up. They telling these supervisors. They telling members actually. They telling members. Oh, the reason the volume is down is because they're scared of a strike from the international. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we in February. We're not even in fucking near the fucking deadline in July, and they are talking bullshit. This is what they doing to the members. They telling them bullshit shit because why, why do they have to move? Why do companies have to move their work now? They can move it at any time. They don't have to move it now. Exactly. They take the click of a button to move their work. They don't have to move yeah. it now. So that's what the company is telling the members now that they they are. Uh, that the company the company's losing volume because a lot of uh, companies are moving their work to FedEx and everybody else because of the scare of a strike. It wouldn't be a scare of a strike if you guys just give the demands that O'Shawn O'Brien wants. I mean, it is a simple fix. It's, it shouldn't be any strike if you give them the part-timers, the wages that they're supposed to have, you know, the $25 or whatever the case may be they deserve. You should give. You should get rid of that twenty-two-four language and make everybody a regular driver. And you know, it's so simple. I mean, well, the, C the CEO wants it to be a win-win for both, for everyone, right? So we should be good because that's what she wants—a win-win. She wants her twenty-seven million dollars a year to stay there. All right. You know, I was looking at it. She's making eighteen thousand dollars a day. $18,000 a day. You know what it would take a preload to make $18,000 in a fucking year or two? She's making it a day. A day. This is crazy. That's she, she's, she wants her pay to stay. She wants the investors to say, you know, I made more profit. Stay with us. You know, this, this is the first time in, in Teamster history since 97, since Ron Carey was here. That he actually took action and did the strike. Sean O'Brien, you know, he means it. And they are, they are afraid of it because they're already setting up their supervisors. They told all the supervisors and all the managers, you cannot take any vacation the last two weeks of July and the whole month of August. A lot of management people are pissed off because those are the times that is summertime for them. And they spend a lot of time with their kids. And they now they're going to have to fucking they are so the management team don't want a strike because they don't want to 
give up that that summer. But, you know, if we go to a strike, this is what it is. I don't know if it's going to last more than a week. It might last three days. It might last whatever. But what I see here in all, in a, around the center of all the buildings, there's going to be a lot of people being scabs and crossing that picket line. I see it. I see well, it. If you see it already, you can you can take a take a good look at what's going on right now. I'm just you know, guys, if you're listening, if you're one of those guys that feels that it shouldn't be a strike, because I know one of them is going to be that's oh is is out there on Facebook talking about this shouldn't be a strike. It's not enough for a strike. You know, it's enough for us to stand together as one and show the company that we are together. That's what it stands for. Fuck the money, fuck this. It shows the company that you fuck with the Teamsters. This is what you get. We get a, a unit, you know, everybody stand together and don't cross that picket line. Now, I know I, yeah, last week I talked about what is, your, what is your job title when you become, when we do go on strike and what, it, what you have to do. So you can't cross the picket line, number one. I mean, if you do, you're going to become a scab. You're going to, you're going to, you know, Sooner or later, the contract is going to get ratified and everybody's going to go back to work and everybody's going to look at you like a scab. And you got to live like that for the rest of the life because everybody's going to either ignore you or treat you like a scab and blah, blah, blah. You probably move into management afterwards because uh, you took people's jobs when everybody stood out. So um, so you, when you when you're on strike, is a 24-hour, depending on what what building, you know, buildings is not a all night, you know, hubs are all night, all around the clock. So it's different shift. They're gonna, Vinny's gonna announce the um, strike captains. Not now because it's only February. We're not, you know, in June or July, the first week of you know the ending of June or July. That's when we're gonna get into the real, real hot seat with the company. And we're going to see if they even trying to uh, negotiate with the Teamsters to uh, to ratify the contract before the deadline. Um, right now, you see, um, if anyone just joined us, uh, the supplements are now going into negotiation. Here in Local 804, our first negotiation day is February 9th. Um, the contract committee is set up already. Uh, Vinny Perone will provide you with all the information. He's going to be transparent throughout the whole contract negotiation. He's not going to leave anything out. You, I'm sure people are, that listens to me always follow him on Facebook. And at the same time, I'm going to be doing it here live also, telling you what's the proceeding and what we what we put out and what they gave to us proposals and what they accepted and what they didn't accept it. You guys are not going to be blindfolded here in local 804, uh, like the other executive board. We're going to be transparent throughout the whole negotiation to keep you informed, to keep you aware of what's going on. Also, uh, the committee, the guys that are in the committee are also going to be able to not hold it back. Like, uh, Eddie Viata and Danny Montavo did, they told a whole um, the contract committee not to go back to their members. These Vinny is allowing them to go back to the members and talk whatever they, whatever he needs, he wants them to hear. Whatever goes on in there, he wants everyone to be notified, be transparent, and that's the way we're gonna roll it down. That's the way Vinny's gonna roll it down. 
here in local radio, uh, here in Union Power Radio. I'm going to be doing live uh, every other week and about the contract and what's going on, what are the proposals, what they rejected, what they accepted. You, if you missed out on there, you know, you can always get on to the Union Power Radio because I'm going to have that information for you. Um, uh, I don't have the, the, the guys in the committee, but I do have the guys in the executive board committee um, that's going to be on the on the committee for the contract. So Vinny Perone is going to be leading the contract committee. That's going to be Scott Damone, Raul Melestina, Dave Luby, Lawrence Grant, Chris Williams, Pete Lubabon, Rocky, and Tony Rizalion. That's from the executive board. Those are the ones that are going to be in the committee. Now it's 10 and 10, 10 uh, executive board and 10 uh, committee. I don't have that list for the, the rank and file list, but I do have the executive board list. And you, what you see on that list is everyone from every classification. You have Dave Louie, the part-timers. You have Lu, uh, Lawrence Grant, part-timer. You have Christopher Williams, part-timer. You have Raul Molestina for the package. You have uh, Tony Rizzione for the um, for the feeders. You have uh, Pete, Lou, and Scott DeMond for package and local sort, and, and they, could we do it all. So you're going to have every department and classification there representing and seeing what we could do to better these uh, supplements. And like I said before, we're starting with the supplements first. Local 804 is starting the first uh, day of negotiations, and it's going to be February 9th. I think it's too soon, but that's what Sean O'Brien wants. He wants the supplements to be ratified before the international be ratified. Um, I have a little bit of ad about that because I, I, you know, last time that um, we had to wait to ratify the local, we got a couple of language in there for the 22 force. The 22 force was ratified on the international, and then the supplement we got a couple of, uh, of language into the 22 force to protect them. I'm afraid of that, so we'll see how that works. And like I said, I'm I'm willing to. Follow, uh, hold on, I have uh, somebody coming in. Um, <clears throat> follow uh, Sean O'Brien. I think he's he's doing a great job. He's out there. He's getting members involved. And I think uh, they gonna they took him serious. The company is taking him serious. They're not taking him as a hoffa. What's up, Matt? What's going on, bro? Not much, Dick. What's going on? You getting on the talk? Uh, nah, just figured I'd log in. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's good on? So we're we're talking about uh, the the if the strike happens now. If you're gonna have strike captains in each building, and you have to report to those strike captains, you know, because we do have a uh, a strike fund that's in the millions, and for us to for you to get paid in in the in the strike thing, you have to report, you have to sign a paper, you have to be there with your brothers and sisters, and you have to strike to the company. You can't just stay home and think you're going to collect money. Now, the way it works with the strike thing is whatever you pay in union dues times five. So if you're times five, if you're $100 times five, that's what you get a week, $500. That's why I told you guys save up money. In the local 804 uh, credit union, $50 a week will help, you know, whatever 
bills you're going to have to pay. And if you don't use it, if we don't go on strike and you don't use it, the money's there. You could take it out after the strike and then you'll have, you know, you'll have interest and you take it out, go on vacation with your family or just have it there and get your little toy. You get a little BMW or whatever. But anyway, those are the rules for you to get paid from the strike fund. You have to report okay. to the strike fund. Oh, go ahead. Um, I just want to remind people that, um, well, tomorrow is the, for all the shop stewards, is the shop stewards meeting at um, 3421 Review Avenue, the current local local hall. Um, next week, February 12th, is the general membership meeting. I, I, it should be a lot of people there at the general membership meeting, 2500 Marcus Avenue in Lake Success, New York. Or what what do they call it? The something New High Park, whatever. Yeah, local two eighty two is in twenty five hundred Marcus Avenue in um Lake Success. That's what's gonna be the to remind. Even though there there's this place and late and people that are laid off, it just can't be the be the our local local elected officials and our shop stewards speaking to guys and, and gals, explaining them, to them about working a six-day or taking cold 26 and all this stuff, what it does to affect us. These these members got to say something, too. It just can't be all, us all the time speaking up. These members have to talk up, too. So I'm just wanting to say everybody needs to get united and speak up, not just the shop stewards and the BAs. Well, that's going to be a day that, you know, you're going to see not a, you're going to see people come into the general membership meeting because some of them are pissed off about the layoffs of day to day. And I get it. I'm you know, I don't like the layoffs. I don't, I don't you know, we can the union don't control the layoffs. The company does. That's yeah, why we don't be mad. at Don't be mad at the local officials. Be mad at the company. Oh, I got bashed the whole week about the union ain't doing shit. The union ain't doing nothing to doing. You know, I the only thing I can say this. Listen. If you were working for FedEx or DHL or Amazon or Laser J, whatever the fuck it is called, you working for any of those companies that don't have unions, that don't have unions. Well, DHL, some, some DHL has Teamsters. But the ones that don't have a union, if they go into layoff, if they lay off 100 drivers, you're laid off. You don't have an opportunity to have what we we have here in the Teamsters. We have, you could do the split shift or you could do the four and a half hours or you could take the layoff, which we never, you know, never suggest that you do it. But we have language. We have protection to keep you working and keep doing that eight hours. You're not going to be doing, you know, the, the, the 60 hours you want to do a week, but you're going to get your eight hours to put food in your table and to keep you fed. But you gotta, you gotta understand. You gotta, you gotta do it. You can't just take the layoff here and there because you don't want to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go to preload at four o'clock in the morning. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then you come to us, and you say to us in front of our face, "Oh, the union ain't doing shit about this." What the fuck you want us to do? Can you tell me, Jamie or Matt, what the fuck you want the union to do about layoffs? Everybody's quiet. There's nothing we can do. All we can do. Take over the company. 
All we could do is go by the, what the contract says. You have a split shift, four and a half hours to keep you on the payroll, to keep your medical working. Because, you know, if you keep taking these layoffs, day, 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 and you come in on Saturday because the company needs you to work on Saturday. And this is those fucked up shit about it because they'll do a day-to-day layoff. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they'll lay you off for those four days. And then you come in on Saturday because they need you to drive. They, they need, need that. You, they right. need that shit. They need you to come on Saturday. That's your scheduled day or, you know. But meanwhile, this fucking company, and let me tell you something. Guys are scared out there. They, I know they are. And, 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 you know, I would be too because it's, it's layoffs, but you don't fuck the company. You don't deceive the company because you think you're going to get laid off. They are running eight hour lows and guys are coming in 13, 14 hours later because they, oh, I'm going to make the most money I can before I get dry. No, stop doing that. You are slowing down because you want to make more money. If they give you a fucking eight-hour low, do your diligence. Do the methods and procedures. Do your deliveries the right way. They are watching you now. They are watching you because from these layoffs, they seen that the overlaw went from a one and a half to four hours overlaw. That means that you're going out with the same uh, less work and you're coming out and you're coming back later. So they're going to watch you. And if you are fucking stealing time, guess what? You don't have to worry about layoff anymore because you will be discharged for deceiving the fucking company. Stop doing that. Do your job. Do the right thing. Don't worry about the layoff. If it gets to you, if it gets to you, it'll get to you. We'll go down the row. We'll be right behind you on that row. But we cannot. The executive board cannot be. We, we, what the fuck are we going to do when they catch you stealing time and, and extending your, 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 your route for eight-hour low? They're giving out eight-hour lows for a purpose. They're giving out eight-hour lows so they could give enough work to everybody so they don't have to lay off as much people. So stop. If you think you're getting away with it, you're not. They are looking into it right now. I have a guy they're looking at. He went from a one-and-a-half-hour overlap <clears throat> with the same amount of work. Now he's got less work, and he's four hours overlap. You guys are fucking crazy. If you were scared of fucking getting laid off, guess what? You're going to get discharged for deceiving the fucking company. So I don't, I don't know. That's crazy, and, so, and, and it's sad. But they they even said that I heard them talking in the office that watch people are going to be doing some crazy, stupid stuff. I said, oh god, I didn't even think about that. Well, think about I, it because I I, I deal that with more. that every day, and also I uh, just want to give a heads up on everyone that uh, usually do a MBDC every year. There is no more MVDC to be filled out at the company. It doesn't mean that you're getting away now. This is the company uh, giving all the work to a third-party uh, company. The third-party company, they do the whole investigations on you guys. They put in your uh, your license record. They look it up. If it comes out suspended, they're going to bring you in with Article 35, Section 2, with a discharge for not reporting your suspended license. My advice to you guys that it is February now, $7 will save you a lot of headache. 
The seven dollars is with the New York DMV gut dot org. Well, don't get it now. Wait, wait until you're about to fill out your MVDC because there's no MVDC mm -hmm. anymore. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's it. It's over. Gone. You don't have to get on the computer. You don't have to fill it out. Oh, you don't wow. have to do none of that. So that's what I'm trying to say. You're not listening to me. Oh, what the hell's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> So, oh, wow. so the MVDC, okay. the MVDC is no longer existing for the company. They're not gonna ask you to go on the computer and do MVDC. None of that. They are right now. They have a third-party company, and I have to repeat myself because Jamie didn't hear me. And uh, those third-party uh, third company has the authorization to look into your license. And if they find that you are have a suspension or whatever the case may be, they will send the email to the to the manager oh, wow. and tell them that you have a suspended license. And like I said, on Article Thirty Five, Section Two, it tells you you have you have you have to go to them to tell you you know you right. you have a suspended license or it's going to be suspended. Okay before they tell you, because if they tell you, they have the right to discharge you for dishonesty, that you didn't tell them and deceiving the company. Now, DWIs, don't like it. I don't like anybody drinking and being behind the wheel and being irresponsible. I don't like it. I lost a friend from it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't like it. But at the same time, when you do get a DWI and your license is, you know, it's your livelihood here at the company, you need to you need to fix your shit. You need to fix your shit. The next reporting day, if you got locked up and with a DMV, you don't have a license anymore. I just I, I'm a, guess what, guys? You don't have a license when you get pulled over with DWI and get locked up. No, your license not is not gonna be good anymore. That day, your license is diminished, gone, off, pavoos. Forget about it. You get caught after you get out of jail from DWI and drinking and getting behind the wheel and being irresponsible. You will lose your license. Okay, the time you get your license back is when you go to court from when getting locked up for being behind the wheel and being irresponsible. You go to court and you beg in the mercy of the judge to give you a restricted license to get you to work only the restricted license. So if you get a DWI because this happened, mother, you know, you got to report it the next fucking day you get out of jail. If you get caught in jail on a weekend and you get out on Monday, you must tell them that you are had a DWI and you got no license and you're going to court then. So you have up to two years to fix your license if you tell them. But if you wait and wait and wait and wait and then tell them <laughs> to tell them that you had a DWI a week ago. It's a hard fucking case to beat, man, because it, it's, right. you got to tell them the next reporting day just because. And the thing was the fucking crazy thing about this is that the guy was getting called by the supervisor and giving him, yo, we, we overdrive and stay home. We overdrive and stay home. That is your opportunity to fucking say, hey, I fucked up this weekend, you know, and uh, I don't have a license and I'm got to go to court this day. So I don't, so they have the right to bring you off the truck and make you a helper with, you know, with, with all this is going down right now, 
they're not looking at that. They're looking at you dishonest. You didn't report it when you're supposed to report it. So I'm going to discharge you. Just one more guy gone. They don't have to lay off another guy because they're going to fight. right now is a discharge. Exactly. exactly. Listen, guys. When I say things here on Union Power Radio, it's because what I experience. And I'm going to do a disclosure. Everything that I say doesn't represent EMS, doesn't represent Local 804 Executive Board, doesn't represent anything to do with Local 804 or the International. My disclosure is I'm Hector Fortis, and whatever comes out of my mouth is me. It's all me. Everything comes out of my mouth is me. If you have a problem with me, you come to me. You don't have to go to Vinny and tell him, oh, he's all. No, come to me. That's my disclosure. This is the, what I do on my own time, my own money, and I'm on my day off. Today's my day off. I'm doing this. Sunday's on my day off. I do this. I pay for all this equipment by myself, and I got a lot of money worth of equipment here, and I have a lot of live that I pay for. So, guys, I just want to let you know that I, everything that I say comes out of my mouth is has to do with me, not EMS, not Vinnie Perone. I get you the information, yes. I tell you what's going on, yes. I tell you what what I go through in certain cases for you to learn. This is a, this is a show for you to learn so you won't make that mistake or you could get educated on something that you didn't know. This is why I tell you things when it comes down to driver's license, DWI, and what are the articles are for and what's going to happen. So, like I said, everything that comes out of my mouth is Hector Fortis. You could take me fully responsible. So when a guy comes onto this show or any member comes onto this show and try to fucking talk shit, you're going to get Hector Fortis, not Hector the BA. You're going to get Hector Fortis, the real true motherfucker, straight up. And that's what I got to say. So that don't speak very good English. And I don't speak very good English or very good Spanish, all right, guys? <laughs> but this is this is what I say that I keep it real here. This is a live show. I don't do no editing like other other platform, you know, platforms do. They record, they edit, you know, they they don't get phone calls like I do. I don't get, you know, people ask you live questions. My phone number is always on. It's 347-403-0705. My email is the what the heck at AOL.com. You can leave any comments there. You can leave if you want to get on this show and talk your, your, your brain. You are more than welcome. This show is for by the members for the members. So you can come on this show just like Matt, Matthew just did. He just logged on to Zoom. And, you know, if he wants to talk about anything, he can talk about anything. Uh, I allow this platform to be live for everyone could be no scripts here. Ain't nobody telling me what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. So I just want to give you guys that heads up. And like I said, I, I got a question for you, Hector. I'm not, not sure if you know. Amazon, do they still give packages to the post office? I don't know. But I do. I'm glad you brought up Amazon. Because I'm, I'm worried about that. We need to get that show post back. So especially you, now. Yeah. Well, the show post should have been back a long time ago. It's on the contract that if FedEx get rid of show post, that we should get be getting rid of show post. And I don't know why it's not happening. But it's happening in certain buildings, like in Manhattan, and uh, 43rd. All all show posts are going into driver's uh, cart. But whatever. It is what or it not. is. But I want to oh, talk so about Amazon. It's going back. It's going back to the to the drivers, but not an oil building. Right. The company. Okay. The company says that they're losing a lot of money by doing that because they pay pennies on the 
pennies to the penny, whatever, with uh, the show post doing it, the, those deliveries. But whatever, that's that's something that uh, they have to negotiate that in the international. But I want to talk before we leave, before we get off the radio, organizing Amazon. Now, how the fuck are we going to organize Amazon when we can't even get our own part-timers a fucking pay rate of fucking 21 or $22 an hour and they medical have to wait into a year? How do we comp- how do we compete to that? How do you go to an Amazon and say, hey, join the fucking Teamsters because, you know, you're going to get paid $16 an hour instead of $19 an hour. And you're going to get you're going to have to wait a year to get your medical instead of getting it the next day like Amazon. How do we compete with that? How do first we got to take care of our house first. And I keep saying this shit. And Sean O'Brien and that knows that. Listen, take care of our house first. First. Before you go and try to organize somebody when they're going to say, why the fuck would I want to go into the Teamsters when I'm making $19 an hour and I get medical the next day with Amazon? Why would I want to do that? Why would I go backwards? Why would I accept $16 an hour and then wait a year to get my medical with the Teamsters when I could have it here the next day I start to work? So we have to take care of our house, our house, and then... Go get those motherfuckers. Right. And with that said, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. I'm not going nowhere. Jamie Holligan proved that he's not going nowhere. He's the last host standing (laughs) here in Union Power Radio. (laughs) And uh, we are going to be here throughout the whole negotiations, throughout the whole, to give you the information that you are looking for. We have have Vinnie Perone that is going to be transparent throughout the whole negotiation. You got Sean O'Brien as transparent. Tomorrow is uh, the shop steward meeting for all the shop stewards and the executive uh, the executive board elected to, if you're, you don't show up to any shop steward meeting and you're a shop steward, your, check, your commission check will be held until you show up to a shop steward meeting, which is, which is, which is the right thing to do. And then uh, the general membership, the, the general membership meeting will be on the 12th, and it's going to be at 2500 Marcus Avenue in Lake Success. Please, if you can show up, show up. I know it's going to be a bloodbath there because everybody's going to be upset about these layoffs and what the union's doing about it because this is what I get all week. My hair is gone. I have no hair, I, even in my ass. is is gone. I'm bald in my ass now. Because it's all gone because all the stress that I'm going through. But anyway, thank you for listening to the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. Remember, next uh, the next show will be on what date? The 19th. the 19th. There you go. We should have some updates of what happened at the negotiate the first negotiation meeting on uh, um, February 9th. If not, you're gonna see it on Facebook because. Uh, uh, Vinny will put it out there. Thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show. Peace out, my brothers and sisters. Good memories are forever. Set the dog on the tombstone. If you're living underneath the bridge, man, all roads lead to home.